NaturBeats is a company that produces natural and biodegradable microbeads produced from renewable and sustainable resources in form of cellulose. These natural microbeads aim to replace those plastic ones that are currently being used in a lot of cosmetic and personal care products, paints, packaging, and other things you may or may not know have plastic in them. The company was co-founded by Jeanette Scott, David Mattia, and Giovanna Laudisio, and has clocked in a number of achievements, the latest one being the finalist at Pitch Up Palace 2019 and at Virtual South Summit in Sustainability 2020. So I have Giovanna here with me today. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks for inviting me. My pleasure. We will converse about a topic that relates to what NaturBeats try to solve, which is cosmetic standards. But first, we would like to learn more about the product itself. So um, I guess we'll start with how did it all begin? Tell us more about the company and what, what drove the innovation. My two co-founders, uh, David and Janet, are two professors at the University of Bath. And they've been working on cellulose beads for several years in R&D. And then in 2017, they published a paper and they started to receive requests of material from different industries. They knew that plastic microbeads had been banned in the U.S. in uh, rinse of uh, cosmetic products and that there was a proposal to ban uh, plastic microbeads in the U.K. as well. They just hadn't realized how big the problem was. Uh, this was three years ago when also consumers started to become more aware of the issue of microplastic, how microplastics are found in the oceans, how they end up in fish. And so uh, they thought that perhaps uh, there was an interest to commercialize the technology. Uh, however, they could not do it alone because uh, they already have full-time jobs at the university. And so uh, they got me involved to do initially some market analysis, uh, interviewing customers, mainly to understand if it was the right time to commercialize the technology. And then uh, we started to apply for funding because these technologies, of course, are very research intensive. And so only when we finally got a grant from Innovate UK, uh, which is the agency in UK that supports innovation, and uh, we found an investor in Sky Ocean Ventures, uh, then we started our first project, and this was in May 2019. So we are still very young. Wow, that's, but you've accomplished a lot, so congrats. Um, and then to what extent can this innovation replace plastic use, maybe not only in personal care products, but also maybe in the future in textile or something else? The challenge with replacing plastic microbeads is that the European Chemical Agency has identified more than 500 polymers used as microbeads in personal care and cosmetic products. So, of course, uh, all these polymers have different properties in terms of hardness, in terms of surface and optical properties. Uh, we want to start from the easiest solution, which is solid beads. Uh, and we are testing our cellulose microbeads in different applications. Uh, we are starting to receive positive feedback. Cellulose uh, is already used in cosmetics in fiber form. So the main difference uh, that we provide cellulose in spherical form. 
and we want to produce spherical cellulose because plastic microbeads are spherical and we want to make it easy for the formulators to replace like for like. Uh, in the future, uh, we plan to work with companies uh, that use different polymers so they can tell us what properties we need to match uh, and we will try to replicate them as close as possible. Uh, but polymers like uh, polyethylene, which is used as exfoliant, uh, as a solid bead, is our first target. Uh, the challenge, of course, is cost, so this is what we are addressing right now in, uh, in our scale-up. I see. So the outcome is still very flexible from what I'm understanding? Yes, uh, we need to work with the formulators. Uh, what we do is that we give them samples, they test our beads. Uh, we've already started to receive some positive feedback that our material is very homogeneous. For example, it disperses well. Uh, because we don't have expertise of making a paint or a lipstick ourselves. So we need to work with uh, end users. They can test our beads and they can tell us if they perform similarly to plastic micro beads. That's awesome. As plastic has become... Uh popular issue in the last couple of years and there's like a good number of attempts at creating alternatives for the material and on top of this consumers are becoming more and more knowledgeable of the issue I think it might be worthwhile to just converse casually about today's standards especially in cosmetics so maybe you can tell us since you're in the industry about how materials like plastic end up in cosmetics or what do they usually put in beauty products really? Microplastic in cosmetics have many different functions. For example, they're used in facial cleansers or body scrubs as exfoliants or in shampoo, they are used as film formers so they form a film on your hair to make them look more shiny or they're used as fillers. So practically uh, what you're doing when, when you put a wrinkle cream is uh, to fill the wrinkle with plastic so that the, the, this microplastic give uh, opacity and you don't see the wrinkle anymore. Uh, they are also used as binders, for example. So they really have many functions. And because, of course, polymers are quite uh, inexpensive materials, they found uh, really widespread use. The problem is that, especially for cosmetics, not only rinse of products, uh, but also leave-on products, um, when you have a shower or remove your makeup, these plastic microbeads end up either in the bin or they go directly in the drains. And from there, they reach the environment because the wastewater treatment plants are not able to filter part particles smaller than a few millimeters. And that's the reason why they have been banned because they are considered single-use plastic. In, in practice, you use them for five minutes. You are under the shower and then they're gone. And it's incredible that a material that is made to last for centuries actually has a working life of less than five minutes. Right, I see. But once they wash off, they don't stay on the skins or the face, right? I don't think that there is evidence that, for example, these microparticles can penetrate the skin. Uh, 
Uh, of course, uh, they are found in lipstick, so it is also possible that you might ingest some particles from, from your lips. Uh, but the point is that if they reach the environment, uh, there are now studies that demonstrate that fish eat plastic. Uh, and though in most cases these uh, microparticles end up in the guts, and so perhaps we don't need them, uh, in some cases we do eat the whole fish. For example, if we are eating small fish or if we are eating mussels, uh, and then we might ingest plastic. Uh, there are also other studies that uh, demonstrate that plastic that uh, end up in the environment, they absorb chemicals and uh, they also contain already chemicals from production. So they become uh, concentrated carriers of chemicals and only in the future we will see the effect of these chemicals uh, on, on humans and we will start to understand really the impact uh, of microplastics. Right. And all this having plastic and beauty products happen for the longest time because I guess there are very loose regulation in the industry or what exactly happened there? Even now, plastic microbeads have been banned in few countries uh, like UK, US, Canada. I know that China wants to enact a ban this year. But cosmetic companies are lobbying, uh, saying that plastic microbeads used in live-on cosmetics are not as harmful as microplastic used in rinse of products. Uh, to me, these, they are all plastic. So eventually, also the plastic from live-on products end, end, ends up in the environment, and uh, currently, uh, bans are still limited geographically and to very specific uh, a category of products or very specific use. So just my thoughts, how do you plan to increase public awareness of using these natural materials like natural beads in cosmetics? We are connecting with end users. There are a lot of companies that are proactive. Uh, in other cases, they need to be pushed by regulations. Uh, because companies are there to make money. So if they have the possibility to use a cheaper ingredient they will do until somebody provides them with a, uh, a better alternative. Uh, the problem is that the cost of plastic uh, doesn't include the cost of the environmental impact. So at National Bids, I think we are at the right time because the European Chemical Agency wants to enact a ban on the use of plastic microbeads in all applications. And so companies that are in Europe or that trade with Europe have to find uh, other solutions. I think that after COVID, there is an increased interest from consumers about environment because it is clear that we should pay more attention to uh, the environment and to sustainability. Uh, and I think that in the future, we will see more requests for uh, natural and sustainable materials. Right, right. So, since we are a design platform that revolves around anything design, we've got to ask you uh, to imagine maybe how can you use design to not only increase public awareness of the product, but also maybe to get into the general users' heads and minds? Because I think a lot of these purchases are impulsive buys. So, how exactly? Can you use design to help you do that? 
We are very interested in working with designers to test our bids, for example, in furniture or textile applications. Uh, plastic beads are used as decoration, so if there is an interest to test our beads, for example, to decorate a dress, uh, this uh, could raise a lot of attention to our cause, even if it's not uh, a real commercial application. Uh, we are already working with uh, a London-based Thai shoe company. Uh, they came up with a new concept of shoes. Uh, they want to be uh, environmentally friendly in all aspects, from the sole to the upper body of the shoes. Uh, and though uh, it will still take some time, uh, I think that once uh, these innovative designs will come out and will be commercially available, uh, we want to work with them to promote the fact that the shoes are environmentally friendly uh, and that they are made with uh, our beads. I think that designers can be really creative. We are technical people, so we need the creativity of the designers. And we're looking forward to speaking with designers listening to this interview. If they have any idea and they want to speak with us, we are very happy to work with them. That's great. Lastly, any advice for startups or companies that are trying to create these sort of innovative, sustainable materials or solutions? Yes, my advice is that sustainability is really interesting and it's a good cause. Ideally, we should all try to have sustainability in our roadmap. However, uh, what I've learned so far is that companies are looking for solutions. So if you have an idea that is sustainable, make sure that it also solves an actual problem so that companies really want to work with you. Because unfortunately, sustainability is not enough to push companies to adopt a technology. Uh, it has to be sustainable and also make a good business. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Giovanna, for sharing today. Really, really appreciate it. And I hope by this getting it out there in the design community, we can foster more collaborations in the different fields out there. Yes, definitely. Uh, it would be great to speak with designers because, again, if we can combine technology and design, we can create something really innovative. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please connect with us on our website and social media. Our Instagram is the design story with two Y's because one Y was already taken. But in all seriousness, we would really love to hear from you. So shoot us feedback, questions, and share with your friends. If this is your first time on Story of Design, welcome to the community. Subscribe and leave a review if this motivates you in some ways. Take care and stay inspired. This episode is sponsored by BioLiving, an innovator in sustainable weaving practices for design and architectural applications.